Welcome to That's My Personal Business, where we are pulling back the curtain on all things personal, all things business, and all things in between. Every Monday, we're hopping into your headphones to help you skip the learning curve by hearing from industry professionals, including myself. I am a destination wedding photographer turned business coach who now gets to lead hundreds of creative entrepreneurs in building lives of artistic growth, wealth, and freedom. And now it's time for you to do the same. Hello, hello, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of That's My Personal Business. Welcome back to November series of what to do during slow season. If you're new here, we do a different series every single month so that you can kind of like follow a theme or topic. We hear from guests. I have solo episodes, all of that good stuff, but it's really fun because we get to kind of explore a theme together. And so November is what to do during slow season since things should hopefully for you be slowing down a little. And And I love this topic because I think slow season, especially when I was more of a like wedding based or like artistic based service provider, slow season was kind of brutal because you like want to prep for all of these things. Like you want to figure out how you can have a better year, but you're like unsure of exactly what you should do next, what you should be doing when you're not booking, shooting, whatever it may be. So I'm so excited that this month we're learning from so many amazing people. For the next two episodes, we are going to be talking about changing your website, what you should be changing on your website, what that looks like, how to, you know, start prepping for 2024, how to update your portfolio. Like we're talking about a lot of backend things, how to get your business set up for success. So don't miss the rest of the series, but I'm so excited because today on the podcast, we are hearing from the incredible Lauren of Be Mused Studio. She is a incredible educator when it comes to AI. And as you guys know, I'm obsessed with AI and Lauren like truly started me off with AI. Like she is the reason I got into it. The reason why I like first started diving into learning more and implementing it in my business. She is such a powerhouse of an educator and clearly just has such a diverse knowledge, but also passion for AI that I just love and am obsessed with. So I knew we had to have her on the podcast to come talk about AI and teach us how to use it in our businesses. This is going to be such an amazing tool for you to learn how to use during slow season so that when busy season picks back up, you basically have your back end and a virtual VA set up. AI, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to see where the technology is come busy season again. But even right now, it is so advanced. It's so cool. It's so versatile. There are so many ways to use it in your business. And so I'm so excited for you guys to hear from Lauren. It is going to be an amazing episode. We don't have that many announcements for you guys this week. It is Thanksgiving and I hope you have an amazing holiday for Black Friday. We are doing 50% off everything, which is going to be wild. So mark your calendars. If you're not already on the email list, come join the email list because you guys are getting extra bonus goodies and insight. Um, But yeah, that's everything. Mark your calendars for Black Friday. We're going to have 50% off everything, all online education. And that's all. I hope you guys have a great holiday and let's start learning from Lauren. Hello, hello, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast and welcome Lauren Devane. How are you? I'm so excited to have you on today. I'm good. Happy Halloween. I'm happy to be here on my favorite day. I love Halloween. I'm not even dressed up, which is sad, but. Oh, I love that for you. I'm not a huge Halloween person. I love meeting people that are. There's like such a passion for it. I went and actually did my niece who's six years old. I went and did her makeup this morning at like 730 before she got on the bus so that she could be like cheetah cat to school. 
Yeah, I like really love it. <laughs> what are you? But being? it's freezing cold in Chicago today. It's like twenty five degrees, so I don't know how many trick or treaters we're gonna get later, which is kind of sad. It's twenty five degrees already. Yeah, it just literally decided to drop like thirty degrees from. It's just really unfortunate, and then it's just gonna be for Halloween. <laughs> Oh, interesting. I'm like, New York kind of did the same thing. It was 80 degrees like three days ago. And today it's freezing. Like, I think it, I mean, freezing comparatively, it's like 50 degrees, which isn't actually freezing, but like in comparison to the fact that I was sweating right. in the subway like two days ago. Um, okay. Side tangent. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> um, for those that don't know you yet, could you give us a little intro on yourself? Sure. Um, I am Lauren Devane, and I am the founder of the Bemuse Studio, and more recently, Basecamp, which is AI inside of BS, so a little play on words with the brand. Um, but what we do in Basecamp is I'm helping creatives, creators, and entrepreneurs figure out how to use generative AI like in their workflows. So really trying to help with the brand side of things, as well as like design, creative, social, all that. And that's kind of my jam right now. I have so many questions and so many, so many thoughts. I'm so excited to chat with you because I'm obsessed with your work. Like I truly just have found everything you do so inspiring and so helpful. And so I was like, we have to have her on the podcast. Like I have to hear about all of the things because you're first and foremost, a designer, correct? Yeah. So I actually, when I was in high school, I did all sorts of stuff. So I was like on yearbook editor, like I was yearbook editor. I was, you know, in, I did like writing for the newspaper, but I also was in like graphic design classes. And so I actually went to Mizzou for a semester because I thought I wanted to do like creative writing because I'm, I, you know, I like to do that too. Like I was always on MySpace, just like an open diary, just telling everyone all of my thoughts. And so, you know, this obviously parlayed very well into being a social media person, but I, um, I went to Mizzou and then I was like, this isn't for me. I was spending all my time like designing posters for like the concerts at school. And I was like, why am I not designing? Because I taught myself Photoshop when I was like eight years old. My dad was into like, he was in software sales. So he built our computers when we were younger. So we like had a computer in my room at like age eight. So I was like making PowerPoints of like the Backstreet Boys, like each slide had their own, like all the facts about like Howie and like Howie was my favorite for some reason. And it like that, I just always have been super into like design. So I transferred after a semester and ended up going to Columbia College in Chicago and got my degree in design. And from there, I worked at Walgreens Corporate and Ulta Beauty for the next 12 years before I started my business. So yeah, definitely uh, always been a designer, but I've been able to get my feet wet and like everything creative from the perspective of like working for two, you know, major companies in their marketing and art department. So it was super cool to get tons of experience doing all of that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. What was like, because I'm like, I just moved to New York two years ago and I've always been on the West coast before. And I literally was talking to someone the other day about how like the, I've gone from creative to corporate in a way, like between the two coasts, what was the corporate to creative? Like, cause I'm like, those are huge huge corporations like not small businesses like those are two of like the biggest names when it comes to corporations like what was that like to transition that into like self-employment and like pure creation I mean it's definitely been a change so I was at Walgreens from when I graduated 
uh, college, I was actually interning for a company that was using QR codes, um, actually back in like, two, when was this, 2009? Or yeah, 2009, they, the QR codes were like all the rage and then they like fell off. And of course, mm -hmm. COVID like brought them back and now they're like everywhere. But mm -hmm. I was doing that and then I left there because I ran out of money and they were like, can you work for free? And we were like, no, we just graduated. <laughs> we cannot do that. So I ended up getting a job at Walgreens corporate and worked there for five years. And I was able to like really do all sorts of stuff there. I was doing design for the like touch screens in the stores at like the photo department. So I would do those, but I would also like art direct and concept and design the catalogs that you would pick up that have like all of the Christmas items for, for the photo department. We rebranded Walgreens photo. Like I got to do so much and mm -hmm. learn so much from all these different um departments and people and perspectives. And then at Ulta, I mean, Ulta was just holy moly, right? Like that is like the epicenter of like beauty and understanding like people and all of the diversity that exists in the world and being able to like showcase that on social. So like you go from like this incredibly high, like I got to meet so many amazing people. I got to interview Tracy Ellis Ross. I got to meet Kylie Jenner. I got to sit across from uh, Nikita Dragon. Like just so many different like experiences to go from that to then running just like a business by myself and being the only employee and not having any people to kind of like, jump off of was a massive change right like that was all I knew right I only knew those two jobs so the only two jobs that I had from when I graduated in 2010 to when I left in 2021 so 11 years was those two corporations and that's all I knew and I that's half the reason why I was like I wouldn't even know how to interview somewhere to go somewhere else because I yeah. haven't even gone through that like process as like you know obviously I have all the the experience and stuff but just that process was like oh my god nope I'll just go do my own thing that wasn't the only reason obviously but the transition was definitely wild right like you I think COVID helped though to be honest with you because if I had just made the transition from like being in an office every single day with all those people around me to nothing it would have been way harder but at least I had the transition of like being by myself not by myself I had a partner with that I lived with at the time of COVID and stuff but like the fact that I went from working in a space where you were just talking to people via Zoom, like that's what we kind of do. That's what I do now in Bemuse. So they're what like silver lining of COVID, I guess. But like I always say the same thing because I had like a similar transition during COVID. And I'm like, it feels weird to say like COVID was helpful or like I get it. It's a complicated thing to like talk through. <laughs> yeah, but I I mean I really do think that like it is a big change, but I would say in terms of you know, being able to run my business now, having had that experience of working in a corporation and understanding all the ins and outs of a brand. And then also like all of the brands that we sold in those stores. Like I wasn't just working for like Abercrombie where they, you know, they just sell their own clothes. Like we're, I was working for two companies that their job was to sell all these other companies and be able to like market them and sell them and promote mm -hmm. them individually. And so I just was able to like learn so much. And I think like, that's a thing that a lot of people miss out on when they don't work for corporations or they don't work in an agency, you know, like sometimes both of those have a bad rap because of a lot of things about them. But at the same time, like 
meeting those people that you worked with and networking and having that those confidants that you can go to or those people that you know are going to be able to help you think through something like that's incredible to have and I just think that's like such a pro of getting experience before kind of like doing your own thing at least in in the creative like design space oh absolutely I'm like I didn't think about that but yeah the the learning that comes with marketing so many like I'm like Walgreens and Ulta have to be selling like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different brands what would you say are like is there like one or a couple biggest takeaways that you took from working those jobs that you see that you like now implement within your own business I mean when I was at I mean Walgreens was like a while back now that I'm like well you know and I was doing a lot of like more design work and now that I've kind of transitioned and bemused um away from like doing you know, client actual design work. Um, I would say like at Ulta, really understanding, I was um, kind of the, I oversaw all of the creative for social media at Ulta. That was my role. And so, well, at least for the last like few years that I was there. Mm -hmm. And so that, like everything that happened in that experience, I was able to take from that and be able to build the muse and really be able to say like, okay, I understand how people think. I understand how social media works. I understand that you're not only talking to one person. So like everything that like we built at Ulta with, with Instagram, like when I first started there, we were just celebrating like 2 million followers on Instagram. And when I left, we were almost at 6.8 million. So like we grew the Instagram channel, like that was like my job for that time really was like really being able to like get engaged followers. But I think one of the biggest takeaways that I learned is like organic social is like so different than paid social. And that was something that was a struggle for a lot of people to understand that like, it's not the same, like a a Facebook ad or an Instagram ad is not the same as engaging your audience and really making them fall in love with what you stand for as a brand. And like that, I think is the, the biggest takeaway is that like social media is your place to show who you are as like a person, even when you are a big brand is like, what do you believe in? What are, what are the things that you care about? How can you make, be relatable to the people that are following you? And like understanding all of that has made me be able to build, be mused up into, you know, I almost have 17,000 followers in three years. And that's a lot on Instagram. Instagram's hard to grow on. Right. Mm-hmm. And so being able to learn all that, take all of that information and be able to like implement it and understand how to grow a brand on my own. And then also now take that information and bring it to everyone else and explain to them how you can build a brand using all that plus AI is why I'm like so passionate about it because it's like so many people don't get that. So like, yeah. I want to give it to you. I want to tell you those inside things. I want to get you to understand like how to build a brand, like, and then also use AI to supplement and help you and all the yeah. ways. Like I struggle here still. Okay. So that was my next question is how did you, okay. So gen- so many questions. I'm like, let me figure out where I want to start. Um, gener- generative. Wow. AI is obviously like fairly new to just the online sphere in general. I have noticed, I don't know if you disagree, but like, I have noticed that within the creative entrepreneur space, I know so few people using it, like so few people using it. Whenever I talk to people about it, they are terrified of it and they're terrified that it's either going to take their jobs or they're terrified that it's trash and they would never want anyone to know that they're using generative AI. 
how did you start learning about AI and then talk us through kind of the transition into helping other people with it? Yeah. So I got access to Dolly 2 in the like summer of last year, um, which was a little bit earlier than like most people I think were getting it. I got like an early, I don't know, because I applied for it because I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm always interested in like new technology. I've always been an early adopter. Like I just love like what's the next thing? Like, honestly, I was not, I never really like jumped on board with, with NFTs, which I think is interesting, but I do think NFTs like kind of came before like a lot of the AI image generation, like, and so I knew about NFTs before, but I'm like, how are people making these? Like, I didn't really get on, I just didn't really understand it. And so I just like ignored it. But when I got access to Dolly 2, I started playing around and I was like, this is kind of shit like it's not good like I was trying to get some images out of it that would like work for one of the brands I was working on that were like matcha and it was just like not good and I was like oh no I don't like this isn't good maybe one day it'll be good but right now it's not and so I just like stopped I didn't even I like stopped and then in like December I came across a YouTube that was like mid-journey someone explaining mid-journey and I had seen all these images on stock sites of like the astronauts like floating in these like really serene images that are like how are people like where are these images coming from and I couldn't like I always wanted to like figure out where they're coming from and so then I was then I got into mid-journey and was like oh this is where they're coming from people are making them in here and so then it was like And I was just like gone for like 72 hours in like an AI K-hole, just like, I mean, it like I downloaded Discord on my phone. It was just like anytime I mean, I just was making images, making images. And this was December. And so it was still pretty early for mid-journey in terms of like the quality of the image generations. And then it started like ramping up and there would be better. So around January, I was like, you know what? this is so sick. Like, this is so sick. And I can see how this can change everything for creative people. Like as a designer and like, you know, I was a creative director, like I've been in all these positions. So I was able to see from all of these different spaces, like, holy shit, dude, this can change everything as a marketer, as a designer, as a photographer, like everything. And so I was like, I got to like, I got to get this out to the world. Like, I know that there's obviously people talking about it, but like in this creative space, you're right. It is very like, like, I don't like it or it's scary or, and that's not the case. Like that is not the case at all. Like AI can be your creative co-pilot, like to infinity and beyond. Like it is wild what this thing can do now. And that was, you know, I was excited about it in, in January. It's no, it's about to be November. So we're like 11 months in and the amount of things that have changed and the quality of images is just insane. And just not even just images like chat GPT, like all of it, like it, these it changes robots, so fast. They changes so fast. And then the ability for these things to get smarter and better fast is insane because they can train themselves. So it's like, you guys, like, I, I just knew that I had to do something. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to put together this course and then everything kept changing, right? It was like, okay, well, this is different now. It's like, okay, well, I can't record the course because now it's different. And so then it was like, okay, now something else would change or something new would come out. And so I was like, how am I going to do this? So I ended up running a beta this summer with like 15 like brand designers that we did live. And 
it was awesome. But at the same time, it was a little bit of a shit show because it was like, I taught them chat GPT one day, we had like three hour course. And then like three days later, it was like, now we have plugins and now we have internet access. And it was like, okay, now I have to like show you guys this new stuff. And so that was what kept happening in the live course. And I was like, this can't work this way. So I had to kind of come up with a new plan, which I've done and I'm launching it very soon, but we're a year in. Like I, I said in January, I wanted to do it. And it's taken me this long just because of the way things have been able to like changing and just all of it has been hard. <laughs> Is cr- like, I can't even imagine teaching on it because I like in the capacity that you do just because like. I have even been on it for the last like several months, not January though. Like I remember starting in AI because of you and just being like, you know, we had internet on chat GBT for a second and then they took it and then it came back. Like so much happened so quickly that yeah, the, the thought of teaching about it live sounds so stressful to me. I can see how that would yeah. be really complicated. Um, so when it comes, so I have like a few questions because my audience is very mixed. Obviously you also specialize in teaching like lots of different creatives on how to use AI. What are some kind of like starting points when it comes to AI within your business? Because obviously the capabilities are limitless. Like there are so many, and it's like every single day, some new startup pops up too that like helps you with so-and-so, so-and-what. Um, so it can be so overwhelming. Where do you kind of suggest that people start? Like where is the jumping off point for AI? Yeah. What does that even look like in a, I'm like in a sphere that is kind of limitless? Yeah. Well, I would say the best place to start, in my opinion, is ChatGPT, especially right now, Um, because it has just been like very, very recently announced, like yesterday or two days ago at this point. So very end of October. Um, So we might probably have it at this point when it goes live. Um, But being able to like they're going to get rid of modes in chat GPT, which basically means it's all going to be a streamlined situation. You're not going to have to like jump between modes and know what modes you need. You're going to be able to just say to chat GPT what you want to do, and it's going to know specifically what it should do. So the other part about chat GPT now it has Dolly baked in. So you can create images directly inside of chat GPT. So this tool from OpenAI is like your best bet to like get as much that you want to get done all in one place in here. There's a lot of startups, like you said, right, that are going to end up going, like they're going to go away immediately because what's happening is these startups were being built on the things that ChatGPT wasn't able to do. And now ChatGPT is just like, okay, well, we're going to just add this thing in. And so now those startups are like irrelevant and no longer necessary. And so they're just like, there's going to be an AI like bubble burst because so many of these startups have just come up with these things that are no longer going to be needed because it can all happen in this one tool. And so that's why I've chosen to like, after all of this like thought around what do I do is teach my course just specifically on using chat GPT to build your brand, use it in your workflow, use it in creative capacities, because it is capable of writing the text, creating the images, coming up with the ideas. Like it can do all of it. 
Now, I think in your space, more in the like photography world, I think there are people that are like, but I'm going to still go and take these photos of these real people. Like, well, how am I going to use AI, right? So like in that space, you guys would maybe be less using, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. You could be using ChatGPT1 and Dolly to come up with the, the images before you shoot them, right? So coming up with the poses and the way and the like scenes that you would want to shoot them in. So it's like, oh, I want them like on a brick wall or whatever. And so you basically can come up with the images, show them to your clients and say, hey, here's my plan. So rather than pulling random swipe and being like, it'll kind of be like this, you can describe who your couple is, what you want the setting to be, and then present it to them and say like, here's the plan, right? Like, this is what we're going to do. That's one way you can be using it. And so that's going to help you prevent reshoots so often, like so many times that you end up shooting stuff and the client's like, that's not what I wanted. And it's like, no, no, you signed off on this exact thing that we said we were going to do, and now we're going to do it, right? So another example would be like when I was at Ulta, it was my job to come up with like the concepts and the art direction around what like a lot of the social posts would be, the ones that we would like shoot in the studio. And so I would go on Pinterest, I'd go on Behance, and I would go and pull like, oh, I like the color in this, I like the shadows in this, I like the way, the composition of this image. And then I'd go into the studio and sit down with the stylist and sit down with the photographer and say like, I want this from here and this from here and this from here, like make it happen. And then half the time they'd send it back and it's like, no, that's not like, that's not what I was envisioning in my head. And so now I could just whip up what I want it to be based on the description of what I have in my head and say like, do this, like, let's make this. And then they can easily just go and recreate that with the actual product that we have to be promoting or whatever. So like streamlining processes, or like, if you don't have money for a stylist, right. And you're a photographer and you having to do everything and like, you can lay everything out. You can go buy all the stuff, but like maybe in your head, you're not as great at like envisioning what the layout of the scene is like, boom, AI can come in and help you with that. Or like angles, like asking it for angles. Like, I want to see it this way or show me a Dutch angle or show me like moody, like darker lighting from the left side. Like really being able to like plan out shots and see what it'll look like in your shooting style. You can teach it like what your style is too. That's what's so wild. So like that's ChatGPT, but then you've got like Adobe and Firefly and how they're integrating all of the AI right into these tools that you guys are already using to edit images, right? It's like, if this was not a thing that was going to happen, Adobe would not be like all in on it, right? Like you've got generative fill, you've got text to vector, you've got like video generative fill, you can edit things directly in videos. Now, like the ways that you can streamline and cut things out of your process that were problems before, or like cut down on the time it takes to do things or just like, it's just so mind blowing. And I get like, even when I talk about it every day, I'm like, still like, oh my God, there's so many ways people can be using this. Oh, it's, it's one of those things where like, the more you try to explain it, the more possibilities there are, like it just branches off. Um, but I love that you expanded on that. Cause that's one of the things I've been teaching my clients, especially those that are, I think wedding clients get really hung up on like how individualistic their work can be, but like shot lists are such a perfect example of that stock imagery, like things like I was telling a couple of my like commercial 
photographer based clients, I was like, you now have this opportunity to create mood boards in a way where you don't have to worry about copywriting. You have completely unique content. It's the same thing, even for your wedding clients. If you're mood boarding for their engagement session, like you said, like you have this possibility of giving them a completely unique, never been seen before mood board rather than spending all of this time pulling from other artists on, let's say Pinterest. Um, so would you say that Talk to me a little bit about like Dolly versus mid journey. Like, do you have one that you prefer? And do you think that one is going to like overtake the other? Like, I feel like I tend to lean more towards mid journey, but at the rapid pace that chat GPT is like increasing, do you see it overtaking that? Like what's kind of your stance on all of that? So we just got Dolly three about a month ago. If that, I think I got it maybe like three weeks ago. So it has not been out very long, but in my... <laughs> short usage of it I immediately was like no no I am teaching this because it is so Dolly 3 is very very good at like following natural language prompts so literally just like whatever I describe it's gonna get it like 90 percent like of that scene whereas if I put in just like a natural language prompt with mid-journey and it's like hey I want to see like an ice skating scene with like Jack Skeleton doing the splits and like a full moon in the background you're going to get like maybe Jack Skeleton like standing there not doing the splits like you won't get a full moon like it like kind of picks and chooses what it wants to give you and like there is more of like a hey this word is worth this many tokens and so it's a lot more of like a you have to learn a little bit more about like the right way to prompt inside of Midjourney. Um, you also have to learn how to use Discord at this point because to create images in Midjourney, you have to go and do it in Discord. So you have to create a Discord account. You also have to create a Midjourney account and that's going to be another membership that you're going to pay. Whereas Dolly is free if you are a ChatGPT Plus subscriber, which is $20 a month. And those two things together like are going to get you so far regardless. So I do think that Midjourney has um, more creativity and like the weight, like the the crispness of the images. It's able to create more photorealistic images. So um, that is a benefit over there. There's a lot of things you can do in Midjourney you can't do in Dolly. Like you can create seamless patterns. So if you're like a pattern maker or you want to like create your own wallpaper or go and like sell cell phone cases, like with your patterns, like Midjourney can just create a seamless pattern for you in a snap. So that's super easy and simple. Um, and you can like blend images in Midjourney. So that's a really cool thing that Midjourney can do. But Dolly can render text and Midjourney cannot. So when you ask for something with text, it's going to just look like gibberish, like not even English, no other language, just like not real letters. Whereas Dolly is going to get your text again, like 75% of the time. And now with Canva's magic suite, you can literally take an image, bring it in, and it'll pull all of your text off of your image and turn it into live text that you can then edit. So it just makes the process so seamless and fast to be able to like create an image for social, say like you want someone holding a sign to create a meme, like it's so easy now to create content using this one tool. So I definitely think if you're trying to get more specifics, you probably want to stick with Dolly. If you're like wanting to do more like 
art and kind of more creativity and experimental stuff, like then probably go and play in mid journey. I think no, as a creative that like is actually interested in like creating images, I think learning both of them is going to be imperative. I think also like Adobe Firefly has things that are different in it as well. Like it creates different types of images, but it, you know, they all have their strengths. And I like to compare it kind of like you've got Webflow, you've got Show It, you've got um, uh, WordPress, you've got Squarespace, like they're all websites. They all are going to create websites for you, but they're all going to be really good at like different things, right? They're all going to have their strengths, they're all going to have their weaknesses. So understanding what each of them is good at. So I think it's like a great example. Right. I, I always tell people, I'm like, if you don't want, like you want simplicity, you want it to be easy. You're somewhat design forward. Show it is amazing. Like, because it's literally drag and drop. It works like Canva. If you're not very design savvy and like, you're also not very tech savvy, Squarespace is probably going to be best case scenario. It doesn't have a lot of possibilities in my opinion, but like, um, it's easy to just grab a template and like right. drag and drop. So no, that totally makes sense. Um, when it comes to like outside content creation, so let's say like outside video, photo, all of that good stuff. Can you kind of talk to us about like how you recommend using chat GPT to start like streamlining maybe processes within your business? Cause I think a lot of people feel very, again, like overwhelmed by the capabilities, but they're also scared of it sounding fake. Like how do you suggest people kind of get used to chat GPT and start using it to streamline aspects of their business? Well, I would say one, come to base camp. That's my course. Cause that's what I'm going to teach you how to do all of this. But when you want it to talk like you, you have like, that's a thing. I think a lot of people don't totally understand is like, you have to train this bot to like, know who you are and understand like what you want it, what it should say. Right. So, um, there's a thing called custom instructions that a lot of people don't have any knowledge of because it's not like their ChatGPT isn't like really it is super simple. It's literally like you're chatting with like AIM like you would when you were younger. Like it's just a back and forth chat, but they kind of like don't make it simple to understand like how the interface works. And so there are custom instructions in your setting that you can go into that basically allow you to tell it, this is information about me. This is stuff that you should know. And then you don't have to retell it that every time you start a new conversation. So you want to like tell it about yourself so that you don't have to, every time you start a new conversation, you don't have to explain like, I'm Lauren and this is the course that I'm trying to create. And like, I want your help with it. Like I already put in there all my information about like, who is my audience? So it understands like who it's talking to, right? So using that and then also the bottom part of it lets you basically say like how you want it to respond to you every time. So you can give it kind of like a brand voice of its own if you're not necessarily using it to write copy for yourself, but you're just like want it to like have a personality. You can do that, but you can also like teach it your own brand voice, right? So that it will be able to sound like you and write copy for you and your brand. So if you teach it that, and, and in Basecamp, I go through like, okay, here are the things that you should put in here. Here are the things you shouldn't, like all these different ways to use it because you can use it for like shortcuts, right? Like if there are things that you do often, you can put in there like, okay, whenever I say like X, Y, Z, like I want you to do this. And so whenever you start a new chat, you can just say like X, Y, Z, and it'll know like, because you said like to do this. And so by 
by getting those custom instructions figured out and understanding what you should be asking for, because you can ask for anything. You can say like, I want you to give me this in like a table format where, you know, this is over here, this is over here, this is over here. And then you can have it fill in all of the, the things for you. Like there's so the, the things, the rows, they're called rows, Lauren. Um, you know, there are so many things that you can be using in your business, you can have it come up with brand strategy. You can have it write copy for you. You can have it write product descriptions for you. You can have it brainstorm with you. You can tell it, here's a problem that I'm having with this client. Can you help me talk mm -hmm. through how to solve this? Like there are millions and millions and millions, like whatever, like that, when I, when people come to me and they're like, I have this problem. Okay. Go to chat GPT. Like th there's nothing that it can't solve because you teach it or you tell it who to act as. So if you need it to help you solve a problem with like a client, you can literally tell it like, Hey, work as act as like a business coach and a therapist and a, you know, <laughs> whatever it is like a, a pissed off like client and help me understand like how to talk to this person in a way that is going to, you know what I mean? Like whatever it is. And maybe that's not the prompt. Maybe the prompt is like, this person sucks. How do I help? How can I fire them with that? You know what I mean? But like, mm -hmm. whatever your problem is, like you can solve it based on however you like prompt this chat. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I love that idea of using it to even just like brainstorm with you. I think a lot of people think that they're going to say like one thing, like write a blog post for me and that it's suddenly going to sound exactly like them and it's going to do everything no. right. And it's like, nope, not at all. This is something that you have to like train to like understand you. So the, like you said, the more you talk to it, the better it's going to get. Um, but I love this idea of like, yeah, I'm having this problem. Can you help me brainstorm on like what the solutions would be? And then you as the human being get to pull from that. I think that's genius. There's another app though, that I would suggest, um, that is not chat GPT. It's Ooh. called Pi. And it's a conversational AI. So ChatGPT just got voice, but I don't really like love it. I don't think it's like the greatest. Pi is incredible. So I think we should ask her to come on the pod real quick. Stop, please. Okay. Hey, Pi, I'm sitting here with Eden on That's My Personal Business Pod. Can you um, introduce yourself, tell her a little bit about yourself, and then maybe give us um, some funny jokes that we can share? Hey, Eden, pleasure to meet you. I'm Lauren's personal biz bot, aka the sassy sidekick on this entrepreneurial adventure. I'm here to help with all things business, like strategy, motivation, and humor. Because let's be real, running a biz can be a real hoot sometimes. As for jokes, here's one for you. Why did the entrepreneur start a mushroom farm? Because she wanted to grow her fungi empire. What? That's a weird joke. I don't get it, Pi. Can you explain it? Uh -huh, fair enough. So basically, the entrepreneur wanted to grow her fungi empire playing on the pun between fungi and fungi. Fungi are mushrooms, and since starting a mushroom farm is kind of unusual, it's a play on the whole entrepreneurial hustle thing. It's like, she's not just growing mushrooms, she's growing a fun and successful business. Maybe it's a bit of a groaner, but come on, you gotta appreciate the punniness. Like, that's like a real person. Like, no, it I will sounds go, like a human. 
I know. And I'll like go on walks with my dog and just like brainstorm with it. Be like, okay, hey, so I'm thinking like I'm working on this module for the course. Like, here's what I want to like make sure that I'm explaining. Can you help me like break it down into like easier chunks? And it'll just talk back to you. And you literally just go and have this conversation. And it's so cool because when you open the app, it and it's free and it just got internet access. So you can ask it anything recent and it'll like tell you about it. Like I asked it the other day about um, what are the best like um, webcams. And it was like, oh, well, if you want this, do this. If you want this, and it was accurate. But when you open it, it's got beautiful branding and it'll say, just vent, learn about something new, brainstorm ideas, practice a big conversation. I need a safe space for something, master a work task, get motivated. So it's literally like your little like helper in every sense of the word. And you can just start talking to it and it like learns about you. And like, it's so cool. I love it. Oh, I'm going to be, I'm like, I have to take my dog on a walk after this. And the way I'm going to be like, Hey, Pi, how's it going? Um, help me with all of these things. Wow. That's fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't believe it also has internet access. I feel like that's like the one thing that completely changes the way that you're able to interact with AI is that like real time data they're able to get. Yeah. Because it was, it wasn't as awesome. And now that it has that, you literally can be like, Hey, I want to go to dinner tonight. Are there any like restaurants near me? And it'll know like where you are because you tell it and then it can go in front. Like before you couldn't do that. It was more of just like a, Hey, let's, let's brainstorm. But now you've got like those real facts, real con like real data. I'm just thinking of also, like, I think sometimes we get really hung up in like it being able to like move our business forward without doing a lot of work ourselves. And I think one of my favorite things that I've realized with AI is just the amount of time it can save me in my personal life, which is therefore like at the end of the day, cheesy cliche for a reason, but like time is money. Yeah. Um, but I'm just thinking of even like the tasks that like in movies people have personal assistance to. Like, I'm like, can you tell me like um the best rated restaurants in the area if I'm wanting like this feel, this feel, this feel? And that's like stuff that AI can research or like, hey, I want to make recipes that like meet these qualifications. Can you like find me, you know, all of these different recipes and then make me a grocery list in order to go do that? Like those are such time consuming tasks that AI can just do for you. Yeah. But you just said like, and make me a list of groceries and then I'll go do that. But you can literally turn on the Instacart plugin, say, here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a, a week's worth of my meals, plan out my meals. It's me and my boyfriend. And we don't like to spend more than like 30 minutes prepping anything. And we don't like seafood and we have this allergy and I don't want to spend more than a hundred dollars a week. Cool. Boom. It'll just list out all of your, all of the different meals that you should have. And then you and then I'll say, okay, should I make you a shopping list? And you say, yes, you should make me a shopping list. And then it'll make you a list. And then it'll say, here's a link. And then you click on the link and it'll say, okay, here's your shopping list available at Whole Foods, pick up at 250 available at, or delivery available at blah, blah, blah from Meyer. And literally it's because you've hooked it up to your Instacart already. And then your food will already be delivered and it'll be everything you need to do the stuff Stop. they just asked you to do. Yeah. Or Wait, you can... is this a plugin on ChatGPT? Yes. Yes. So you Shut have up. to have, you have to have the plus version of ChatGPT. Yeah. That's why I tell people get the plus version. The free version is like nothing. Don't use it. It's not worth it. Like don't do it. Get the paid version because you can have plugins. And that's what I tell you. They're like, they're like apps on your phone. They're trained to do a specific thing. 
So there's another one. You just talked about restaurants. Open Table has one. So you can literally say, hey, I'm looking for um, a restaurant that can seat 10 people on this day. We want outdoor seating. We want to be able to take a dog. And it'll be like, here you go. And then you click it and then it'll book it for you. Like it's, it's, it is truly like Jetson style. Like, where are we living? Like the stuff you can automate now, you can use the Zapier plugin to connect all of your business on the back end to communicate with your Google Sheets or your Google Docs. Now we're going to have it be able to read and communicate with a PDF. So you can just upload any PDF. So you could take like your welcome packet that you give people. Mm-hmm. They can upload that and then they could just ask it questions and it'll respond saying like, oh yeah, like here's where it says in this page, like that, yes, like she offers blah, blah, blah. Like it's going to change everything. It is already changing everything. Like I want people to understand, like it's not coming, like it is here. And if you wait, you're just going to like get further behind. Like everyone else that is going to pick up using chat GPT is going to be further ahead of you. And that's just like, I know it's like, people don't want to hear it, but it's the truth. Like they have a soup, you have a superpower. You have an entire team of workers doing the work for you that you would not be doing if you're not using these tools. So these people are going to get so much time back. They're going to be able to offer more and charge more. Like you are going, like the, I, I just, there's no many, there's no other ways to say, like, just get on board with AI, just get on board with it. Oh yeah. I think it's one of those things where like, I always compare it it's a way more extreme version, but kind of like how a lot of people, myself included, were really nervous and like just didn't want to get on TikTok. And now there's like very few entrepreneurs I talk to, including myself, where I'm like, I wish I had done that sooner. That's something I wish I had done back in 2020 when it got I'm still massive. <laughs> Love that for you, honestly, genuinely. But I'm like, if I had started it for work three, nearly four years ago, I would be in a very different place, but I thought it would be an app for kids. Like I literally didn't think anyone would ever get on it. And AI is the same, but I think more of a guarantee and way more helpful. Cause I'm like, obviously you can survive without TikTok and you'll be able to survive without AI, but I'm like, you're going to fall so far behind the curve just because of how much time this can free up. And honestly, I don't even think you are going to survive without AI. Like everyone is building AI into everything now. Notion AI, ClickUp AI, you've got AI in Adobe, you've got AI in Figma, you've got AI in Webflow. Like everyone has AI built into their tools now because it's like, why would you not? We are trying to make your life easier as this company. They're going to say, whatever we can do to streamline your process, because that's why you're using us, we're going to do it. So why would you not pay $20 a month to like streamline everything? everything else outside of those. Oh yeah. $20, 20. (laughs) The amount of money that it costs is like my, I would pay $200 a month for this tool. A hundred percent. Like you, it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy what it can do and what it's about to be able to do in like, whenever they launch this whole like singular mode, it's going to change everything. Cause now you can up, you'll be able to just like upload a PDF that you create and say, create a cover for this. Yeah. The day it can edit video for me and make reels out of long form videos, the day my life is changed forever. Well, there is an app, not an app, like a website mm-hmm. that literally can create a video in like 90 seconds. And you can, t- dude, it's insane. Out of it's long form? Out of, yes. Like it will go in pull. Yes. So it'll pull like video from like story blocks or like 
stock video, but then you are able to just upload your own video in. So you can say, hey, I want to create an explainer video on AI and why it's not going to come for creatives. I literally told it that. I told it like the style it wanted, and it made a two and a half minute video in 90 seconds with all of the video, all of the text, like voiceovered. And I could go in and just change the text. And then the voiceover changed. I could swap out my own videos. The editor was able to move everything around, or I could just use natural language and say, hey, can you change the video in this one to be only 30 seconds? Like literally wow. just type that and it will do it. Like it's mind blowing. Like you guys, the Wait, stuff which is app is this or which, which website is this? I got to, I'll send it to you so you can put it in the show notes. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, because I can't remember it off the top of my head because there's 8 million tools that I use. There's so many. (laughs) It's actually like painful to try to keep up with. I'm like, I don't know how you do it because I'm like, I have to stick to like my big top five. And then I'm just like, I'll wait until I know (laughs) there's another one I should add. Well, to that point, that's really why I ended up like figure like deciding how to kind of launch Basecamp as a course and a community. So basically there's a course that you can join that self-study that's going to basically get you through all the foundations of how to use this tool. And then there's going to be a paid membership called Cosmo Club that you can come in that there's going to be bi-weekly updates, like lives. It's like, all right, guys, in the last two weeks, here's all that is like come out. Here's all the stuff that you guys need to know about as creative entrepreneurs. What are the tools you should be using that have just popped like, or I'm going to, not or also like monthly uh, masterclasses. So bringing in um, people that are already working with AI, using it with clients to share their case studies or talk about how they're using it but also bringing in founders of these AI tools to come in and say, hey guys, like here's how to use our tool. Like it's gonna change so much for you. Like check out how to use it specifically for your use cases. Um, And then also like when there are updates to things like Midjourney got an upscaler or you know what I mean? They all just like launch stuff randomly. I'll be able to make a video and say, hey guys, like here's what's new in ChatGPT. Like this just came out yesterday. Now you know how to use it. And so you're gonna be able to stay up to date because that's the thing that I see the most is people are like, I don't know how, or where to go to like be able to even keep up with this like you could sign up for newsletters but then it's like it's just another newsletter in your box and you're just like Mm -hmm. there's so many things here so like having a place that you can go and like stay up to date be updated by someone that hopefully you like trust and like which is me so hopefully you trust and like me otherwise I don't know maybe don't (laughs) hang out with me but find somewhere to to get your information from because there is so much like bad information out there too that like makes me like my brain boil like don't just like buy prompts that you don't even know how to use the tool like that people are just selling prompts that's so crazy to me it's crazy to me because like one prompt like that, you're going to get one response and then it's like, you don't know what to do after it. It's almost like yeah. if you were to buy like a bunch of kitchen knives and then like have no idea how to, how to even like how to cook. cook. <laughs> it's like, you have to understand like the two, like how to use a knife, like how to hold it, like know all of that stuff, like why you would need all of these different knives to do these different things. And then you can pick up the knives and use them, but mm-hmm. like, you can't just like pull prompts out of your butt and then like know what you're like, how to like actually make them work for you. Right. So oh, learning, learning the foundations of the tool 
is what you have to do first. And then you can kind of come into this group. And like, if you want to continue to stay up to date on stuff, like then you can be in this monthly membership. But I've also created the Launchpad, which is a free, free community for like anyone that wants to learn about AI and just like be in a group with other people, share their work, talk about tools they're using, like just let it be like a place that you know, we don't really have like an AI space. Yeah. So I wanted to create that. So that's the launch pad. Um, and that's open now. So if oh, anyone wants it? to join it. Yeah. We'll link join. that in the show notes. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to link all of this. Oh, well, this has been amazing. I feel like we could talk about this for hours and hours. I'll have to have you on the podcast again and we can just have a, a quarterly AI dump, but everyone um, they come and talk on their pods are like, could you just keep coming back? Yeah, can you just keep coming back? Much, but see, that's the point is so it much. really is moving so fast. So it's mm-hmm. like, keep up, baby, keep up. Yeah. If you had to give someone like an actionable thing that they can do today, say they know like very little about AI or they found it very intimidating until now, do you have like a, I don't want to say simple. Cause I don't think AI is like simple like there's it's so complex and what it can achieve but like do you have a like hey go do this this will be so helpful for you today or like give you an idea of how AI works and how you could start implementing it in your business yeah I mean the easiest thing would be to just go and follow me on Instagram and just kind Mm -hmm. of like binge through some of my content like honestly the last like six months of content is all very oh it's like like, a course on your Instagram very AI focused (laughs) um so just kind of like dive into there and if you're like this is like if you start realizing like okay I see the value here I see what she's doing go and upgrade your chat GPT to like the plus plan just it's $20 a month like don't get Starbucks this week like just like I promise you it'll be the best $20 you spend and then just start playing around but you might be like I don't know what I'm doing and that's why you would come into base camp and I'll show you and then you can really really explore but I think the first thing to do is just like get your feet wet and see what's possible if you've been kind of scared of it or just unsure there's a lot on my Instagram that I hope can kind of give you a little bit different of a perspective of like how you can be using it in your space or DM me seriously like I like to just like hear from people and if they don't understand how they can be using it like I want to just easily give them an answer so just come in learn and explore and just like don't be afraid yeah no I'm like from personal experience can recommend your Instagram 10 out of 10 I'm like there's literally like course loads worth of content in there like stuff that a lot of people you would have to pay for um I'm like I learned how to do like the brand guidelines from your Instagram and like have chat GBT analyze like my website copywriting in order to start building a brand guideline so 10 out of 10 we'll link Lauren's Instagram for you below please go binge her content your content is everything and thank you so much for coming on the podcast Thanks for asking me. I am like, I posted on my Instagram before this. I said, I feel like I'm in my podcast era because everyone's like, come talk about AI. And I was like, yes, please. Like, that's all I want to do is just talk about it because I, I truly, you guys, I can only like, I just keep saying it, but it's so amazing. Once you understand what it can do, it will change your life. Oh, well, thank you so much for coming dead serious. I'm like, we're going to have to have you on again. When you're done with your pod guest era and you have a little more time to be a guest again, we'll have to have you on. Um, And thank you guys so much for listening. We will link everything for you in the show notes. And yeah, thank you again so much. And we will see you guys next time. (laughs) 